Did you know that 9-11 was an inside job and that Osama had nothing to do with it? That the Twin Towers were blown apart by a sophisticated arrangement of mini or micro nukes? That Building 7 collapsed seven hours later because of explosives planted in the building? That Barry Jennings was there and heard them go off and felt himself stepping over dead people? The U.S. Geological Survey conducted studies of dust gathered from 35 locations in lower Manhattan and found elements that would not have been there had this not been a nuclear event. Ironically, that means the government's own evidence contradicts the government's official position. 9-11 was brought to us compliments of the CIA, the neocons in the Department of Defense, and the Mossad. Don't let yourself be played. America nuked on 9-11. Hi, this is Gary King, and if you're interested in the book America Nuked on 9-11, then contact me personally down in New Orleans. The area code is 504-298-6791. Once again, that's 504-298-6791. America nuked on 9-11. WGSL. Ladies and gentlemen, the last president of the United States of America. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweigh the dangers which are cited to justify it. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy. Battle of New Orleans Radio with your hosts, Nathan Lawrence, Caleb Hitt, and Goyle or 990 WGSO. All right, we are here, Battle of New Orleans Radio. 990 AM WGSO. We are waiting to Skype in with Caleb Hitt in Ohio, and as well as Nathan Lawrenson, who is parking right now outside the studios. It's a lot of traffic right now. They have this uh, Wednesdays at the Square here in New Orleans, a free concert event they have not far from here. It's kind of tighten up the parking situation. So Nathan will be here shortly. Uh, this is Goyam uh, filling in and trying to help ho- hold it down while no one else is here but me. Uh, you know, uh, thanks to everybody who came out. Sunday to Nathan Lawrence's mayoral campaign meeting, and we're planning to have uh, one of these meetings every two weeks from now through the course of his um, attempt and fully putting his name into the ballot. It, this summer is when you can uh, officially enroll in the uh, process of being a nominee for the uh, mayor's race. So uh, Nathan Lawrence for mayor, we're getting the uh, ball rolling with that. We thank special thanks to Richie and Phil the Patriot and everything they've done. Uh, Gary King. Uh, today's uh, special guest, we're going to have Jane, uh, Mr. Fetzer, uh, Gary King's buddy, on the show later on. But first off, again, just want to say how important this is for the city. Um, you know, Nathan's running for mayor, and uh, we're really excited here. You know, he's not getting any credibility in the local media. You know, Jeff Carreras brought him up a little bit, but it's really hard to penetrate this uh, globalistic uh, uh, scenario here. Where you have these guys like Sidney Torres, these multimillionaires, uh, Latoya, all these other ones with billboards up already. And Nathan's running for mayor. We don't have much of a budget, but again, thanks to everybody who came out Sunday. 
And, and I was at the uh, event at the Rock and Bowl for the uh, Confederate Monument, Save the Monuments, this past Sunday. I saw Jeff Carrere there. He gave a good speech. Uh, I donated $40. And I usually don't get involved with those kind of uh, bureaucratic events. But at least somebody's trying to do something there. Nathan's in studio, by the way, now. And, um, again, it's somebody's trying to do something. And, listen, it's coming down the pipe quick. By May, they're planning on getting these suckers moving, the cranes in the sky. So if you care about these monuments, you better do something right yeah. now. Yeah, and even if the, the monument issue isn't your deal, look, man, the city, look, it needs all of us to stand up. Uh, you know, I'm just driving driving around. I had a parking issue. I'm so pissed off with all of the parking. You can't park anymore, all anywhere. Kinds of, and there's all kinds of parking there. they got all these rules. You can't park between this hour and that hour, street cleaning. It, yeah, yeah, street cleaning, you'll get towed for this and that. I'm just sick of Too it, close man. close to the corner. You know, that's why, you know, I heard people call into Jeff's show today just pissed off. You know, people living in Jefferson and St. Tammany, and they said they were all had the same sentiments. Like, man, we don't even want to come downtown, basically, is what, what the gist of it was. They, we don't even want to anymore. And here's the deal. We've got to make downtown inviting. We've got to... Uh, you know, just make people want to come spend their money because St. Tammany and Jefferson, uh, Plaquemines, and so so on and so forth, they help keep, you know, downtown and, and the city going, basically, w- w- with their money. It's not just tourism. It's people coming in to work, that, that work downtown, that live in these outer-lying areas, and so many of them, they don't even want to deal with downtown anymore. So people are being chased away. It's time we start bringing the people back. Uh, and not in an Agenda 21 sustainable development uh, tone either. So, you know, we need real organic, uh, we need an organic solution, not the United Nations uh, New Orleans 2030 uh, agenda for sure. Well, listen, Nathan, you know, this is this weekend, uh, it was a big story in WWL that, um, you know, that New Orleans is losing uh, yeah. residents for the first time since Katrina. You know, a- after Katrina, you know, people are coming back. And every year, more and more people were coming back. This is the first time since Katrina that we're actually losing residents. And most of those people aren't those hipsters from out of state who have no kids. They have cats. They live in the Marigny, six of them in one house, you know, super cheap, you know, riding bicycles around town, living the hipster life, maybe employed, maybe not, part-time, whatever the case may be. We're losing those people who, generation after generation, these families have been here. And like you said, though, most of the people calling up and – you know, complaining about the situation, live in St. Tammany and Jefferson like I do. I live in Jefferson, but I care about the situation here. Nathan lives in Orleans, but most of the people calling to Jeff complaining about Orleans' plight are people who lived here for a long time and moved out, and, you know, they care about the situation, and most of the, most of the people who care about the monuments don't live, even live in Orleans anymore, sadly, you know? No, no, for sure. You know, look, they want to... They want to change the the makeup of the city. They want to, uh, you know, the the whole nine yards. You know, they want to make it a, a a different city for sure. They want to remove the monuments. Now it's it's going towards, um, you know, the street signs. They want to rename the street signs. So you know, it looks like we have Payday Monsanto on Skype with us as well. What's up, Payday? You on Skype? What's going on? Fellas? What's going Sorry, on, bro? Yeah. yeah, we're just talking about, you know, the monuments. We're discussing um, how, you know, now they don't want to end with just the monuments. They want to take it to the street signs. Yeah. They want to take it to any entity 
that they don't feel is uh, deemed, uh, you know, th- th- that they don't give the, the okay to. So it's never going to stop. What, what's your take on that, Payday? Well, I was hearing about the street signs. You know, you know I, I just, it, it's, it sounds like a cliche go-to for me, but what it is is, man, to me, it, they just want to sow seeds of discontent and anything to stir up, anything to deflect, anything that is really a tertiary, secondary, n- non-relevant issue to deflect and sow seeds of discontent it's a it's a two birds with one stone no 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 doubt absolutely absolutely it's just really disheartening you know what i'm saying and and i know we we only have a couple minutes left on this segment and in the next segment we're going to bring in dr fetzer um but but i want to switch gears briefly just because i I know a lot of people probably haven't seen this and you you might have seen this payday is that you um you know with the gardasil vaccine you know we we, ha- we talk about vaccines a lot on the show and we haven't done this in the last few weeks so that's why i think it's pressing to discuss this there's this 12 year old girl she was an inspiring pop singer she had the gardasil vaccine now she's paralyzed uh you know i don't know if you've seen that payday or, or going but it's very very uh disturbing and, and people people there's been thousands of these cases australia mexico japan worldwide since they introduced this gardasil vaccine they're coming after our women yeah, yeah, and it's not the first time that something's happened like this. But yeah, I saw that, I saw that this morning. Uh, aspiring pop star paralyzed in just days after the, uh, the shot. Yeah. Well, listen yeah. to this, Payday. Listen to this. We we brought my little daughter. She's almost five months old now. We brought her to the doctor, and uh, my wife just so happened to see the paperwork on us, and they were like in big bold letters, they these parents rejected vaccines for this child. So I mean. Uh, <laughs> It's just, um, it's crazy. You know, that's all they red flagged us for because so far we have not vaccinated this child. And, uh, you know, so it, it's crazy, you know. And it seems like if you don't get it as a child, now they're pushing on 12-year-old girls. They're basically uh, well, when, sterilizing them or paralyzing them, like Nathan said. And- sterilizing and paralyzing. Well, it starts to get like, it seems like bizarro world. I mean, 10 years ago, and, and now we're just into the theater of the absurd. Well, what? The theater of the of the absurd. I, I know a Beast thirteen thirty three has got a great song titled that. But but uh, theater of pain, mod the crew. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you see now. But but here, let me back up. I'm getting ahead of myself. It's not just the girls. They're pushing this on the boys now at twelve and thirteen, and that uh, that New World Order whore uh, establishment little puppet there, uh, professor. Uh, professor, listen to me. Um, uh, I can't talk to see Governor Rick Perry mm-hmm. in, in Texas made a big push. He, he got paid off by the pharmaceutical uh, corporations to, to push this in Texas for, for the boys. Well, I mean, I, I know Caleb Hitty posted something on the um, Ballot New Orleans website, Facebook page, about how Bill Gates has said repeatedly, clip after clip, it's a, it's a vaccines are the best way to reduce population. Yeah, the he 2010 said, Ted, I mean, it, Ted conference. I mean, not only that one, but like there's like four different instances, four different interviews. The best way to reduce the population is through vaccines and cancer, and, which the vaccines cause the cancer. Wow. I mean, you can look at that guy and see he's a stooge in the pocket of whoever is going to line, line them. Yeah. But, but you know, this this is a guy who who uh, adopted um, Ron Paul's platform of uh, eliminating agencies and he couldn't even remember what damn agencies uh, 
He wanted to eliminate he, some of the- oh, about Rick Perry? Yeah, he's a globalist whore. I don't know if you remember 2005, 2006, 2007, the Trans-Texas Corridor. Everybody remembers that, right, where they was making the NAFTA superhighway. He sold the private roads that belonged to Texas to Zachary Centra, a Spanish-based firm, for $2 billion. And you know, you know who brokered that little lovely deal? Ooh. None other than Rudy Giuliani's law firm out of New York. So we see these globalist whore sellout connections. You know, it's the same circle. It's always the same circle. You know, it's, so it's it's very very disheartening. And we see this. We're talking about this circle. This is the same swamp Trump is wanting to drain. But but we see the quandary now. I mean, he is just being surrounded. You know, by the swamp. It's very. I was just telling a gentleman online today at the at the store. You know, about Trump, he overheard me talking about Trump on the phone. And, you know, I mentioned that I don't think Trump, you can call him what he want, but he doesn't come across to me like a spirit cooker. And no. he knew exactly what I was talking about. And that made me happy. <laughs> that, mean, that means people are awake. You know, they're, they're hearing, you know, so, so that's yeah. good. That's a great sign. Also, we see they're moving towards more surveillance. Uh, there was a bill, um, I think it was signed yesterday, dealing with uh, telecommunication companies selling uh, more more of your information so we see we see a ramping up of more surveillance state you know this this is very disheartening um and we're going to see more of that with these after these london bombings now i'm london bombings excuse me this london fake terror attack which i believe is totally 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 staged and our next guest professor uh, fetzer is going to break that down for sure but we see you know now in london they're going to they're rolling out special forces are going to be on the streets and also one of the targets of that was WhatsApp. WhatsApp, you know, they were able to get around a lot of the encryption. So now, you know, there was a push before that terrorist incident. Now the terrorist incident happened. And now, you know, they're, they're getting all the encryption. So we see them, you know, it's multi, multifaceted. So when we get back, we're going to talk to Dr. Jim Fetzer. You know, he's unbelievable. He's a great author. Uh, he's written many books. People need to go check him out. Call so, in. Call in. Yeah, 504-556-9696. Battle of New Orleans will be right back. All right. We're back. Battle of New Orleans Radio. Listen, before we go to Dr. Fetzer, uh, we have Caleb Hitt. He's got only a short period of time to help us out with the show tonight. Caleb, you got the floor, man. You had something to say to the listening audience. Go ahead. Yeah, just wanted to let y'all, everybody know that um, in um, <clears throat> Marietta, Ohio, something that uh, has uh, national implications, there's, there's um, there was an article in the Merida Times newspaper last Friday that said that, uh, of course, they've been bringing in the smart meters, the water meters, of course, mm-hmm. um, in the last year. Well, uh, at the end of this month, those who have uh, are holding out, they're going to have their water turned off. And as of Friday, there was about 200 people holding out. I talked to um, actually a friend of mine who's one of them. He's actually gone down to the city municipal building, talked to the water uh, department, and he's had debates with him going back and forth as far as you know whether and whether the water, the smart meters can be hacked into and so on and so forth that sort of thing. Of course, we all know that they uh, do emit nuclear radiation, and of course, not right. to mention the smart grid. They communicate with the, your neighbors. Smart grid, that um, smart meter, as far as that goes. That's all I really, really had to say. So um, I just have a short time here. All right. Well, we appreciate it, Caleb. Yeah, with the smart meters, they're able to. Tie all that that all the computer technology in your home um, in, and basically use it as as like a uh, you know like a brain. So 
I mean, there's many, many different different uh, angles to that for sure. And really appreciate uh, the information, Caleb. You know, keep keep it up there on a local level there in Ohio. But now, without further ado, let's go to our guest, Dr. James Fetzer. You can find all of his work at jamesfetzer.blogspot.com. And you can purchase his books at moonrockbooks.com. Very, very, very interesting. Also, if you're here in the New Orleans area, uh, we have some of these books for sale. You don't have to. Uh, you can just call us up. And I can, uh, our, our co-host, Gary King, has a whole bunch of these books. So if you want to buy a copy of Dr. Fetzer's book, you can just call up here to the studio at 504-556-9696, and we can get you a copy for sure. How are you doing tonight, Dr. Fetzer? Oh, great. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. No, absolutely. We really appreciate you coming on such short notice. And I really wanted to get you on because, you know, we had another one of these uh, terrorist attacks here in London, another 322 bomb. I'm not bomb. I keep wanting to say that. Another, you know, one of these terrorist attacks. So I just really want to get, you know, as much information, you know, that you have about this. And, you know, just because everything I've seen, uh, Dr. Fetzer, it's, you know, I'm pretty skeptical, and I just everything I see, it just doesn't really add up. Uh, some of the pictures, you know, with the knife, I didn't see any blood on it. Um, you know, the, the the individual who supposedly jumped off the bridge, they didn't jump till after uh, the the truck had passed. So there, there's just some real, real funny uh, anomalies here. Go ahead, doctor. Well, I think you're making some astute observations. Yes, it does appear to have been another staged event, and in fact, not very well done. If you begin with the official account, London terror attack, 75-year-old man becomes fourth victim. Uh, police named Khalid Massoud, 52, born in Kent, is man responsible for attack, in which four victims have died and seven more are critically injured that the attacker had previous uh, convictions for violence, that his neighbors thought he seemed calm and reserved. If you go to the actual characterization of the event, he's supposed to have come onto uh, Westminster Bridge and gone up on the sidewalk, uh, taking out as many as 20 casualties, uh, two, two of whom uh, were uh, died. A woman is seen falling from the bridge and is later rescued from the water. Uh, interestingly, he's uh, supposed to have crashed into the wall of the uh, fencing alongside of the bridge. It's actually more or less at the very end. And then uh, rushing through Carriage Gate around the corner, uh, into New Palace Yard, where he attacks two policemen at the security gates. One officer, PC Keith Palmer, is repeatedly stabbed and later dies. Now, that, that's the official report. If you look at a photograph of the car, it's not obvious there was any damage to the fence or the support buttresses. The car appears to be damaged, but not the fence. You would think that there would be some significant damage, but none is apparent. If you look at the the alleged assailant, uh, even when he's lying on a gurney, uh, the two knives are on the ground. They aren't surrounded by, you know, police tape. Uh, there is, as you observed, no blood on the knives. There's a noticeable dearth of blood everywhere. And in part, that appears to be explained by the fact that we have a body under a bus that's apparently been driven over twice, I don't know if you've seen what a body looks like after it's been driven over by a bus, but most of its midsection would be hamburger. 
Not yeah. in this case. It seems to be very robust body. And that's that's because when you do a close-up, it turns out to be a mannequin. This is not the first time we've seen mannequins in use. In fact, when uh, Nice went down, they had another big truck in a part of the city where no trucks were supposed to be allowed. They supposedly plowed through 84 bodies. And yet if you look at photographs of the front of the truck, there's not a speck of blood. Compare that with a vehicle, say, that accidentally hit a deer. There's blood all over the yep, place. Yep. And, and, and in Nice, they use mannequins, too. I'm looking at photographs of two of them. They did haul out a pig there that they gutted <laughs> to get some blood on the scene, but it's, it's ridiculous. And I'm also looking at a photograph from LAX where a couple of years ago they had a, a, a staged event and the police are wheeling a victim off to a... To, to, to uh, an ambulance, and it's a blatant dummy again. I, mean, I, I remember that. I remember that, Jim. Hey, we're coming to another break, but this segment is short right here. But after, sure. as, so after we come back from this break, we're going to discuss this uh, a little further. Battle of New Orleans Radio, Dr. Jim Fetzer. We'll be right back. Anybody wondering whether or not John Lennon was shot by the CIA in a plot? The stifled peace movement is obviously not paying attention to the situation. Look what we got. Mark David Chapman, red catcher in the rye, like John Hinckley did right before he shot his guy. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. You're listening to Battle of New Orleans Radio right here on 990 AM WGSO, home of the First Amendment. Right here in the heart of the Crescent City. I'm Nathan Lawrence, and along with my great co-host, Goyam, and Mr. Payday Monsanto. He's back on Skype with us. And we have Dr. Jim Fetzer of jamesfetzer.blogspot.com. He's got many, many terrific articles there. And you can also go check out his many weekly, I mean, daily and weekly shows that that is on. You can find that at Gary King's YouTube channel. Um, just some great, great information. Hey, Jim, you know, we were, we were talking about the, this, this London incident and there's just all kind of crazy stuff. You know, a couple of things we didn't mention was there was a drill. I believe it was three days before and they were practicing throwing, uh, um, a dummy in the water. I was watching them on the patrol boat and yeah. then, then there's, I believe it was a member of parliament. I can't remember the gentleman's name is shown. He's doing chest compressions and CPR on one of the quote unquote victims while the paramedics got their hands in their pockets, like five of them standing uh-huh. around. Oh, you seen I that? Know, it's ridiculous. Yes, I've seen it. <laughs> Let me add a few more details. Go ahead. A, a, a former Polish foreign minister just happened to be on the bridge and filmed a scene where you see in a 30-second clip what appeared to be bystanders rushing up to one of the victims. Now, it turns out that uh, Nick Kohlerstrand had a copy of this clip, and when I did an interview with Nick about it, we introduced the clip into the interview, and it appears it was done on a different occasion uh, because it does, the, the bridge was bristling with traffic, and yet in his video clip there's no traffic. The weather was fairly good that day, but in his video clip it was overcast. It turns out the bridge was uh, closed uh, uh, briefly earlier in the week for him to take this footage, so that's pretty blatant. In addition, we know another of other features about it. We have witnesses saying there were two people involved. One was a bald white man, the other a black man with a goatee. When you go fur- further, we have a summary roughly along the following lines. The main gate in the grounds of Parliament were left open and reportedly no one was guarding the gate. Now, among the interviews I did was with a fellow named Paolo Flora, 
who is from Italy, a political activist who's been targeted, who frequently does vigils in the vicinity of Parliament. And he told me that he had been there and they'd noticed the commotion, but that it would be highly unusual for no to, nobody to be guarding the gate. Uh, I told you about the two assailants and their description. You mentioned the drill. That's very striking. But get this. London is the most heavily surveyed city in the world. They have perhaps a million closed-circuit TV cameras. But guess what? As in other cases, it just happens that the CCTV cameras for Westminster were offline that day. Uh, you, you are right. The, the U.K. prime minister... Uh, explained that he, he is all, that Khalid Massoud is also known as Adrian Elms, and it looks as though he converted and changed his name, implying, of course, that he was a convert to Islam. The initial report, however, had a different fellow by the name of Trevor Brooks, who has links to MI6 as having been the assailant, and it turns out that Trevor uh, was incarcerated at the time and couldn't have done it. I not only did that interview with uh, Paola Flora, but one with Oli Domagard, who's very good at doing research on these events. Oli actually had predicted uh, that this might attack, uh, this attack might happen in his uh, newsletter for March 2017. You can check it out. Oli's very, very good. At, he noticed, for example, at the Bataclan Club in Paris. There was this uh, kind of a, a bee that looked like it was put down by a mop uh, in blood. The bodies there, by the way, did not look authentic either nope. and were probably also mannequins. But it turned out that this bee in blood resembled very strikingly the symbol for the British railroad station where another attack would take place. He n only noticed that in a previous attack, I think in Frankfurt, that in the vicinity there was a structure that looked very much like Big Ben, and he therefore uh, conjectured that it might be in the vicinity of the Houses of Parliament. One of the commentators on Oli's uh, interview, by the way, said that they, they are doing that to act in accordance with a Talmud, that the Talmud indicates or gives mm. instructions that you need to you know, give signals or hints where you're going to strike mm. next. The interview with uh, Nick Kohlerstrom was, uh, I think, a very successful one, although Nick uh, began... Nick began in the belief that uh, there had been some death there, that it was a kind of a hybrid. I think by the time we concluded our interview, he'd changed his opinion. He he mentioned to me this week, uh, we we spoke a, a, day, a day ago, and Nick told me that they had had an event in relation to the London Eye, this enormous Ferris wheel in the vicinity, where everyone aboard would have had a great view of events on the bridge and that they froze the London Eye for three hours so the police could interrogate everyone who came off of the Eye and relieve them of any photographs or film they may have taken and impose gag orders. That suggests to me something very like what happened in Dallas, where the FBI put uh, agents at every photo and film processing plant in Dallas, and they took, uh, for two weeks, they took any photos or films related to Dealey Plaza I think they must have overlooked the eye, though it would have been pretty difficult to close the eye that day without arousing suspicions. We now have a further report from NoDisinfo.com that they used silicon fake wounds and fake blood during the Westminster terror attack, which I think is quite obviously a hoax. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I watched that 
that uh, interview you did with Ole Demigard. It was uh, great stuff. You can find that on Gary King's YouTube channel as well. Hey, Payday, do you have anything to, to add to this or to ask Dr. Fetzer? Uh, I'm just enjoying listening. I, I started to watch that uh, Oligard video as well. I just haven't had time. I've been trying to work on my voiceover stuff, just answering a lot of uh, old inquiries. And uh, It's also, yeah, the Nick interview is also at Gary King YouTube channel, Nathan. I'm going to check that out. I haven't got, had a chance yeah. to. <clears throat> yeah, it's just, you know, every time, every time we see these events, and, and my, you know, the litmus test for me is, the, the questions I ask first is, are they running a drill? And if they're running a drill or have just ran a drill, man, every time it seems like, you know, it's a false flag. And my question I usually ask is, what time of the year is it with the sports calendar? You know, we got the Final Four in America coming up this week, and that ends Monday. Watch out. Usually within 48 hours of that, they usually have some issue. Yeah, Nick observes that 322 is a key symbol in Skull and Bone, so my interview with yep. him actually begins, you know, his slide set included one alluding to 322 as a symbol associated with Skull and Bones. When you talk about terror drills, there's an absolutely brilliant film called 7-7 Ripple Effect about the 7-7 London bombings done by Maud Dibb where you go through the whole event in one hour from beginning to end and you see how they were planning a drill the same day, the same tube stops the same times as the explosions took place. Nick actually cracked that case where he's become the leading expert in the world on the London 7-7 bombings by observing that the train from Luton, that the Patsies, these four young Muslim lads who were being drawn into the event apparently to play a role unbeknownst to, to them, exactly what it was going to turn out to be, had been canceled that day. So it wasn't even possible for them to have been at the tube stops on time. Uh, Nick also reported that the explosions were supposed to have been inside the carriages, which would have blown the floors, the steel flooring down and out, but instead it's blown up and in, indicating the explosives were under the carriages, not inside them. Uh, his book, Terror on the Tube, now in its third edition, is available on Amazon.com. He's he's quite a brilliant fellow. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, it's just, it's crazy. And now, Dr. Fetzer, you know, we see what happens after the terror attack. We see now that they're going to bring special forces on the street. Um, they're going after the encryption of WhatsApp. And, you know, that that's the target. You know, they have to get more security, you know, and this is all theater. And, you know, we're seeing that here in New Orleans, doctor. I mean, the surveillance state in New Orleans, good God, we're like London 2.0. Cameras everywhere, um, photo enforcement cameras, surveillance cameras, down. Go ahead. Nathan, why are they so afraid of the people? I, I, I don't know. Incredible. I, I can't believe that they're doing all, wasting all this time, money, effort. Can you imagine anyone actually sifting through every one of our phone calls, conversations, financial, medical records? It's absurd. I know they do data mining using key phrases sure. and expressions. But it seems like a colossal waste of time. Just let us live our own lives. Man. This is totally undemocratic and authoritarian. It, it does no good to the to the people of the world. No, a amen to that. Look, Dr. Fetcher, here in New Orleans, and not many people, maybe me, Goyam, Payday, and Gary King might be the only four people in the city that's ever noticed this. There's like a Department of Homeland Security watchtower 
on top of one of the downtown buildings. It's the most crazy-looking thing, and it's kind of inconspicuous. And it was put up uh, before the last Super Bowl, and they had just received a whole bunch of Department of Homeland Security grant money right before the Super Bowl, and and it's just crazy. Nobody even notices these things. Right across, and I've said this a thousand times in here, right across where I live at this Catholic church, if you look at the bell tower, um, there's stingray tracking uh, uh, devices in the bell tower. I mean, I could throw a rock and hit it. You know, this, this stuff is just going up everywhere. Like you said, just let us live our lives, man. It, it's totally ridiculous. And, you know, and this is, I'm kind of segueing into this. I don't know if Gary King has told you this, uh, Jim, but I'm running for mayor here in New Orleans. And this, you know, the, these red light cameras and a lot of the surveillance stuff, this is going to be, you know, one of the big, you know, the big parts of my platform. Yeah, I think that's very important, Nathan. I think that's sensational campaign against the surveillance state. You'll become famous overnight. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, first, I, I have to, you know, Trump kind of gave us the playbook how you have to do this, and and you have keep to keep it simple. You got to keep it simple, stupid. You know, you have to. <laughs> yeah. you, you do. You can't get too. You know, like I like to talk a lot about Agenda 21 and sustainable development and all that, but you lose people in the facts, in the minutiae. Right. They can't right. get it. You just got to throw right. them some simple kindergarten and preschool. If you, you just ask them if they like having a camera up their anal aperture. <laughs> the yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. You know, I get three red light tickets a week here. And, and this really? is, I get three a week. I got six sitting on my table right now. Yep. Six. They range between seventy-five and one hundred and ten dollars a piece, and when I leave my house, if you go two miles over the speed limit, mm-hmm. you know it's not like you're dealing with a human. You're dealing with a camera that's just going to issue a ticket. You can't win. You can't beat it in court. I've tried. And they're shortening the yellow lights now. Yeah, they've shortened all the yellow lights yeah, everywhere. They've put these cameras by a second. Revenue for New Orleans. What's that? Making revenue for the city. Well, the well, thing is, Jim, actually, though, Jim, the company that runs the red light cameras is American Traffic Solutions, and they get 70, I think it's between 60 and 70 percent of all the money. City of, ah. The city of New Orleans no wonder, gets nothing. No wonder they're shorting the orange. This yeah. is outrageous. Hey, but guess who's the main backer? of American Traffic Solutions, none other than Goldman Sachs. So every time you pay one of these tickets, you send your money to Arizona, and then it goes offshore to to the international banking cartel of Goldman Sachs. Look, we're coming to another break. It's uh, myself, uh, Goyam, Pede Monsanto, and Dr. Jim Fetzer. You're listening to Battle of New Orleans Radio right here in the home of the First Amendment, 990 AM, WGSO in the heart of the Crescent City. We'll be right back. Permanent state of fear and paranoia. Why, you ask? So you'll be frightened enough to hand over to the government willingly the few civil liberties you have left. I can't wait to drop a big old bomb. We're building them all day long. We will make you sign a treaty and block all your zones. All right, we're back, Battle of New Orleans Radio. You know, we were looking at uh, Dr. Fetzer's website and looking at all the pictures of Miley Cyrus with the Pizzagate and how she's changed from when she was younger. And you you look at all these different people, like Corey Haim killed himself, Corey Feldman said different things. And, you know, you're looking at these pictures of Miley Cyrus, guys, and 
it, it's really disturbing. She's and, got a pizza blanket. Yeah, pizza blanket, pizza outfits. You know, it's like, you know, they, they just... They're obsessed with, with they're pizza. Obsessed with it. And, and you can even find old YouTubes of the Olsen twins back in the Full House days. You know, Bob Saget's just like a total creep. And he has these children in this music video singing about pizza and sausage and put more sausage on my pizza. And then you really start seeing, like, all these connections, and it's, like, really creepy, you know, and... I don't know. It's just we we were checking out his site. What's the website again, Nathan? It, it's James. It's James Fetzer dot blogspot. Yeah, and, you know. dot com. Dot com. I'm sorry. Yes, sir. Yeah. I mean, what's your take on that, uh, Jim? Uh, well, I think uh, PizzaGate is very much behind all of this. That the DNC was caught with its pants down when South Rich uh, turned over this treasure trove to Craig Murray, who was a UK ambassador to Uzbekistan. Uh, who is a friend of Julian Assange, gave him to Assange and started publishing them. Seth Rich, of course, paid for it with his life. Julian Assange has given a $20,000 reward for information in leading the arrest and conviction of those responsible. But when the Podesta emails started to appear, they cracked the code. They found that there was an elaborate code buried there. Uh, related to the uh, you know sexual abuse of children uh, uh rape even even murder and cannibalism and it's led to a huge uh industry of research uh, a good one to begin is hashtag pizzagate what we know so far that's very very good the point there about that that uh blog about uh, Miley Cyrus is it appears that she was involved in uh, being exploited sexually when she was a child. And believe it or not, uh, uh, we have Dean Ryan, who is on uh, Truth Be Told uh, television program, where they often interview me, has uh, just visited Boulder and come into possession of documents that suggest that even John Benet Ramsey wow. was killed uh, during a, a sexual event in which he did not part- want to participate, that there were... Uh, there were uh, she was used to events involving her father and two other men, but in this case they had uh, seven men. Uh, she was apparently unaccustomed and, and didn't want to because of her reluctance. She was uh, choked and hit on the head. Uh, it's a stunning story, and you can find it. I put it on my blog. I've uh, introduced a story into my show, The Conspiracy Guy, which is actually tonight after your show, and from eight to nine p.m. on. Progressive Radio, PRN.FM. It's also archived. These shows on the Conspiracy Guy are archived at conspiracyguy.podbean.com. But this is a major breakthrough where it appears that the participants included her own father, a Boulder deputy police chief, uh, the top cop from Denver, a district judge, the Boulder prosecutor, a district judge from Larimer County, and a guy from IBM. I mean, this is really stunning stuff. And it turns out that the crime scene was contaminated. And Judge uh, William Long, who was a source, uh, reported, of course, probably Shapiro's handiwork, where Shapiro was the uh, prosecutor and district judge from Laramir County. This is a major breakthrough, but it ties into Pizzagate. They're all trying to save their skins. Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, John Podesta, Tony Podesta, Nancy Pelosi, Al Franken, Chuck Shermer, all participants in Pizzagate. That's why they've been so nasty and seeking to undermine Trump. They're afraid he's going to drain the swamp and they're going to be flushed out with the rest of the garbage. Yeah. uh, It it reads like the Schindler's List, really does. Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. 
I mean, you see now, you see all these children that are missing in D.C., and I had it on the the, the local news. Yeah, this Virginia and Virginia, yeah. the outlying area. Yeah, the local news this morning, and they were saying, oh, you know, the children are missing, but, you know, it's just they were whitewashing. Most of these kids are just runaways. Yeah, right. It's just they got lost coincidental that oh, it's in D.C. Go ahead, Pete. Nick Mick admits that, you know, 86% of the runaway children in their little pamphlet, are, are, are uh, they end up such uh, while they're under the care of CPS or foster care. Yep. And it's interesting with this Pizzagate thing and the pedophiles, you're, you can sell merchandise on social media if you're ISIS, but God forbid you circulate and try to uh, bring attention to the uh, the pedophile rings. They'll shut you down. Yep. Hey. I don't know if you guys saw Macaulay Calkin has a band called Pizza Underground, just for wow. an aside. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. I'm Listen. sure he was. I'm, I'm sure he was uh, sexually abused. Absolutely. Too, Corey Feldman and others. Yes. And Corey, Bezos, Corey. who owns Amazon.com, had a pedophile lovers book that he yeah. he kept on sale when he banned my book on Sandy Hook, where I brought together 15 experts. Great to book. Expose it was an elaborate hoax that nobody died. It was a two-day FEMA drill. We even have the manual. That was too much, so they banned that book. But they kept this book on a pedophile's guide to, to loving boys. Wow. Where, where can you get the, where can you get that book now, Doctor Fetzer? Where can you get that book now? Oh, MoonRockBooks.com. Moonrock Books available now, second edition. Yeah. Listen, a. Go ahead. Well, listen, I want to say something really quickly. Payday brought up something about the false. You know, I, I was thinking of a friend of mine who, you know, he had a drug issue. They put this stuff in the uh, in the um, in the people in the society and civilization. And then this this guy I knew he had a child It went to foster care. Payday, are you saying that basically a lot of these kids are going to foster care and they're disappearing in this pedophilia? Well, well, well y'all hold up. We're going to break. We've got 10 we'll seconds. We'll be right back, guys. No. Battle of New Orleans yeah, Radio. We'll we, be we, right we back. We appreciate it, Jim. JamesFetzer.blogspot.com. Moonrock Wolves. We'll be right back with Mr. Fetzer. WGSL. Radio, radio. Bring it to, to, to the eardrums. Here we go. Here we go. Katie's like, these guys can't sing. <laughs> radio, radio. <laughs> My bad, Payday. Hey, look, we're back. Battle of New Orleans Radio. And listen, I apologize. We uh, Go ahead and split words in Payday's mind. Sorry about that, Payday. Listen. Uh, we we kind of I kind of shook there a little. Have made it a habit lately. Yeah, baby. No. <laughs> Sorry about that, Fede. Listen, um, you know, on the last break there, we Doctor Fetcher's not back. He had to go. But um, like I was telling Payday, you know, I was thinking about this guy I know. He had a child. He um, you know, good guy. He worked hard. He was a pedophile. No, it, but you know, we were talking during the break and even before that about the Pizzagate okay. thing. And this guy told him he was he was getting caught up in the drugs. The drugs were on the street. He uh, you know breaks up with his old lady. His child gets taken to foster care, and now, like Payday was saying, they're kind of insinuating. You know, it seems like the foster care system now is kind of like this like pedophilia ring, and it's 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 crazy. I I feel bad for this guy. I know him personally, and I'm worried about his child now. You know. Well, it's funny. You know, I made a, a short YouTube video the other day. Yeah, it was uh, a good video. You know, and okay, so you saw it. It's a, it's about child sex trafficking. It's, it's it's called one in six. If you want to Google the pamphlet, it's an infographic. It says uh, one in six of the eighteen thousand five hundred runaways reported to Nick Mick National Center for Exploited and Missing Children 
were likely sex trafficking victims. And then it goes on to say that 86% of these likely sex trafficking victims were in the care of uh, CPS or foster care or social services when they went missing. So, I mean, that's astounding just on its face. As I said in the video, I, I mean, it's jaw-dropping. 86% wow. of the likely sex trafficking victims were in the care of social services. Yep. And these are people who work hand-in-hand -hand with people Ooh. like Nick Mick and their ilk. Well, well, you know, when we come back from the next break, I'm going to have that clip pulled up where Cynthia McKinney is grilling Donald Rumsfeld about DynCorp. DynCorp was a defense contractor uh, that was working with the defense, Department of Defense, but they also, in many states, and particularly in this case in Texas, actually run the CPS and they was actually trafficking the children and they were still given they were still given Department of Defense contracts. Oh, well, come, on. come on, Nathan, they got put in the penalty box. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean you got a private company that's running the CPS and the Donald Rumsfeld's like, uh 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 he's got nothing. You know, he's got <laughs> Symphony McKinney was killing him. You know, but look, we, we got a call. Let's bring on, you know, the show, the show about our man. I can't talk tonight. I'm, I'm struggling. I was struggling at work today. Let's bring on our good buddy, B. How you doing, B? Welcome to the broadcast hey. tonight. Nathan. Yes. What's up, up bro? Hey. Can you hear us? I did. I, I got on late tonight. Y'all did y'all cover John Bell, Bell Edwards? No, go ahead, man. The, the floor's yours. Mike's open. Well, listen, while y'all, while we talking about everything else that's going on in the world. We're not even paying attention to what's going on right here. I couldn't even barely find the article again. They're hiding it from us. Preach it. Preach yeah, it. Tell what us. Happened, uh, the, um, the temporary tax that they put on us that made us the highest tax in the Northern Hemisphere. That's awesome. It's going to expire next year. Great. So it's supposed to bring in $1.4 million. That ain't nothing. Ain't no money. That's not going to do anything with the budget. So what he's going to do is he's going to raise business taxes. Mm-hmm. And he's going to bring in four hundred million dollars a year. Yeah, but, you know, but, <clears throat> compensate for for uh, taking the uh, temporary off. But but then then that's going to drive away business, and then that's going to hurt the bottom dot. You know the bottom line, and it's going to actually bring in re less revenue uh, in the long run. You know it's completely exactly. yeah, it's it's completely ridiculous. And I'm going to touch upon you know a s similar. Here in New Orleans, for the first time since Katrina, we're losing people. People are, are leaving the city. But this isn't just here. This is happening nationwide. So I already know what these bureaucrats and these phony whore politicians, what their answer is going to be. Their answer is going to be, man, we're losing people. It means we're losing revenue. It means what's their, their, what's their uh, solution? We got to tax them more. We got to rate. We got to install more red light cameras, more red light cameras, more red light cameras, more meter maids. The parking meters will be $6 an hour. This is going to be their solutions because they have, they have no answers. Their only answer is to take our money, you know, and I, and I coined this, uh, Sunday night at, at our, our first mayoral meeting was the downtown shakedown. You go downtown yeah. and you get shook down every time. Right? And this that this is what is, is going to happen. Go yeah, but ahead. Listen to this. They clear everyone yeah. out and, and they win either way. They shake you down for money. And if you leave, fine. They go buy blocks and blocks of this uh, abandoned city once it's all dead and gone. 
like they did Detroit. Now they're pulling Detroit. These elitists are pulling yeah. Detroit up right now. You know, I looked well, you know, at. Go ahead, go ahead, B. Well, you know, you know, when they show it on the news, they say, "Oh, you know, it's going to be great for everybody. We're going to tax the businesses," and they show Kmart. Yeah. Kmart's going out of business already. You know, yeah. it's in your face. JC you know Penney's gone. Yep. Yeah. They're just trying to collapse the economy around us. That's all it boils down to. Well, they collapse it, and then they they bring in you know their solution. Yep. You, you know, and and look. We're living under this United Nations giant plan of sustainability, Agenda 2030, that they deem it now. You know, this got passed in, in the 1991 Rio Earth Summit. It was ratified two years later. Uh, it, was, it was made law, and it controls all of our energy resources. It wants to drive us into these highly dense uh, control yep. grid cities yep. into where you know. Then they slowly turn plans for it. They got mega city plans already. Hmm. Well, I they, looked up the thing, the Delta region. We we're in Agenda Twenty One. No, yeah, our, it, government, our mayors and everybody they go. You know, they, they, yeah, we're already living in it. It's, so, it's already been passed. It's already been ratified. It's been for two decades now. Go ahead. So go you on. guys explain this to me. We're clearing. They're clear, the elitists are clearing people out of these big cities like Detroit, New Orleans, St. Louis, and then and then what? Agenda Twenty One though is supposed to clear people out of the rural areas. So yeah, it's, where are we supposed to go? Well they, well, they want to clear out the cities right now so they can build all the pack and stack apartments. Yeah. yeah. It's called. They, they, they want to build so dense, you know. What I mean, they're gonna run you out the country, and they're gonna pack and stack you in one little spot what, with a camera on top of you. When the Great Depression happened, we was, I believe, ninety five percent rural, five percent city. Now that's reversed. We're ninety to ninety five percent urban. Well, let's talk about this. Let's talk about the five the five G technology with the phones. Uh-huh. You, don't even, you can't even hide in the country no more. They're gonna have cell towers buzzing. Look, I mean, you can't even get away from the technology and the, the tyranny. Look, you know? look, B, I, they had an article this week released by The Guardian uh, which showed the FBI and what they're doing with all this facial re- uh, facial recognition. They've got everybody's face uh, in databases. They've got all your pictures, and that's what they were talking about. I, any picture you take and you put in your phone, the FBI has that picture in a database. It has, the you know, the facial recognition Technology and capabilities. They have everybody. They have everybody, you know. So when they. If you want to talk about some, if you want to talk about some real stuff, I mean, look, look at the uh, solar radiation management we got going on. You got astronomers that can't even see out the atmosphere. We got freaking stars up there. That's, and I mean, that's not even stars. You got freaking uh, crap in the sky freaking watching you. I mean, yeah, yeah. total surveillance. Yeah, the whole, I mean, the whole, the whole, the whole world is is uh, is a giant surveillance. Uh, hey, hey, look, look, B, we're getting a, we're getting a load. We're getting hey, a load. Thanks for calling in, man. Me, thanks I'm for out. calling, man. We appreciate in, you, bro. Come on into the studio whenever you're ready again, man. We enjoy that. We got an open mic now, so uh, just let us know when, man. We got another uh, call there from Renee in North Carolina. Go ahead. Hold up, there, Renee. We're clocking you in right now. Hold up. Go ahead, Renee. You're on the air. Yeah. Um, I think y'all want to hear this. And uh, I, there is a short clip. It's only about 30 seconds. Michael Bloomberg admitting out of his own mouth that he has the seventh largest army in the world, the NYPD. Mm-hmm. Okay? And so the thing is, uh, it's a very interesting little clip. 
the thing is, we have to understand that um, you can't trust anybody that makes their living off of conflict because they have a conflict of interest. Peace on earth is not in their financial best interest. So nobody, and that would include the entire Justice Department and everyone pretty much working in government. You know, these people have us so bamboozled. When you have public servants, supposed to be a servant, right? These people can retire often after 20 years. They get these lucrative retirements that, you know, a poor person on Social Security would kill for. Until you remove the financial incentive where they are basically being paid to give us the short end of the stick. Nothing will ever improve because the money will talk. That has to change. Because I don't know about you, but whenever I talk to government employees, they have a sense of, like, um, superiority and entitlement. Absolutely. They don't feel they're in our club, okay? We have to – the only way things will change is if their financial best interest is in that they're in the same pot with the rest of us, where if we do better, they do better. As long as we're in separate pots and where their pot does better than our pot, nothing will change. Well, well, Renee, in my opinion, if if you're a politician, if you're a congressman, a senator, representative, in my opinion, you shouldn't even get paid. That, That should be a volunteer position. There should not be any money changing hands you have to take the money out of washington you have to end all lot if you're a lobbyist you should be in prison number one and and, you know if you should not get paid and it should be definitely term limits one and you're done one term limit and you're finished What, what do you think about that renee well, we have to do something. I tell you what, and it's a shame. You know, you mentioned Cynthia McKinney. Uh-huh. That is one of the that is one of the people, the few people that I would actually trust with government power. She, and I think she was the real deal. Yep. Which is why they got rid of her. Yeah. Well, yeah. If they don't get rid of you, you're probably not the yeah. real deal. Cynthia McKinney was the real deal. Yep. Well, I mean, she's got scruples and morals. You know, she exposed. She exposed the whole the whole deal with APAC and how if you're a congressman that that you have to take the you know the Israeli pledge and if you don't you know pledge to put Israel over the United States then your funding's going to dry up and if your funding doesn't drop money machine to get you a- absolutely the, the the next election they're going to put a trillion dollars against you to make sure you know you don't get reelected. Yeah, but you know what? There's one thing you have to remember on that. We would not have Israel or dual Israeli citizens if it had not been for Britain and America and the Balfour Agreement. It wouldn't be in existence. So actually, it's Britain and America that started this whole mess. I Uh, think they had some kind of long-range plan. They deliberately stuck them in the middle of all those Arabs to create conflict so they'd have a reason to go in there and conquer that area. That's my no, a- absolutely. And who and who's the, the the main person in Britain? Rothschild. We know where, where he where he comes from. So, Battle of New Orleans Radio. We got we got to run, Renee. Really appreciate it. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. We're back. Battle of New Orleans Radio, right here on nine ninety AM WGSO in the heart of the Crescent City. You know, Renee had a great call 
Look, we got two other phone calls. So let's take, let's go to who's next? Flaming Liberal. What's up, David? Calling all the way from Atlanta. Appreciate you calling. Welcome to the broadcast. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. Yes, sir. There was a well-known um, conspiracy theorist some years ago. I don't know if it was Alex Jones. Y'all into this more than I am. That put out a uh, put out a theory that the Queen of England was a drug dealer, a, a, you know, smuggling drug. Did y'all Ma- ever buy it, into that? Many, many. I will say this. I don't know particularly. Many of the elites, though, they were into drugs. You look at the Roosevelts. They were they were in the opium okay. smuggling. Many okay. of the uh, elitists. You look at the Kennedys. They made much of their money by by running uh, whiskey and drugs as oh, well. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So this there is a pattern with many of these elites. They actually control the drug market. I mean, you look at it now. uh, You look at the big banking firms, Wells Fargo, uh, HSBC. They all launder money. Uh, Some there's even been cases where there was Wells Fargo planes bringing in the drugs. So at a high level, you know, the elite are involved with this whole uh, you know, drug operation. Go ahead, Dave. Now, I have some, I think, I don't have hard evidence, of course, but I think I have prima facie evidence that Donald Trump is a drug smuggler. And, you know, he plans to build a wall. Everybody heard of the wall mm-hmm. on the Mexican border that Donald Trump claims is going to stop the uh, flow of drugs into the country. Now, everybody it, has it's heard not. That. It's not. What's that? No. It, no, no, oh, okay. it, it's not because our, our government has to have the drugs coming in. Well, they- you know how Don, Donald Trump, and I've read this in articles, so it's well documented. I'm not, you know, pulling something out of the out of the air. Donald Trump plans to pay for the wall in part by guess what? What's Do you that? know what What's program that? he wants to cut to pay for it? What's that? The Coast Guard. What? Now, did you read at Port Everglades, Florida, yesterday? Hold on to something. The Coast Guard confiscated six. 16 tons of cocaine uh-huh. with a street value of 1.2 billion with a b mm-hmm. dollars yeah. that came in through yeah. the port of Port Everglades, Florida and it was confiscated by the Coast Guard. Yeah. Now, if Donald Trump is wants to give a real early Christmas present to the uh South American cocaine importers of cocaine that's all you have to do is cut the budget of the coast guard and these guys will be celebrating like there was no tomorrow so cut the coast guard and i promise you the coast uh, the coast guard won't have the ability to to stop the drug smuggling and you could build a hundred foot wall and spend a hundred trillion dollars and the, and the drugs will simply come in uh through the uh through ports all over the country a, a, a flaming liberal. The, the answer is to decriminalize. Well, I agree with that. To decriminalize the drugs. I agree with that. If we decriminalize, because look, let's face it, opiates and alcohol are the number one drug killers. Opiates are legal and alcohol is legal. So it's a load of crap. And if you look at the cartels of Flaming Liberal, uh, you, Pablo Escobar was working with the CIA. You look at El Chapo was actually a DEA informant. This come out in court records. He was also working with the CIA. These cartels are government sanctioned. If you go look at the Freeway Ricky Ross story, he was working, he was actually running drugs for the CIA. So, I mean, the, you, the CIA and our government, they want the drugs to flow in here. They have to have it. Well, you know, 
Switzerland has a program, if you're a heroin addict, you register and you get drug counseling, and they give you a prescription for heroin. Uh, I think in England you can get a prescription for cocaine if you register as a drug addict uh, and, and get counseling. And to me, that's the only rational way of treating it. You're never going to stop it. We have tried prohibition with alcohol in this country, and it was it was a disaster failure. And people have been looking to get high for the beginning of time, and it's never going to stop. And they will always use research. Well, when there's a demand for something and people are willing to murder and steal and rob to get the money to buy it, somebody is going to supply it. You can't build enough jails. You can't hire enough prosecutors. So, and, and look, I Decriminalize. Hate I've never used drugs in my life. I hate it. But I know you can't stop it. The best you could do is license it, control it, and I think we could cut yeah. down on a lot of the yeah. violent crime in this yeah. country. And just look at, look at Europe. They don't have the violent street crime that we have. Look, in, in, in the Netherlands, uh, I know a lady whose daughter lives there, and, you know, there's, there's virtually no crime. There's a, she tells me you could go out into the country in the Netherlands, and a farmer has a produce stand, and it's unattended. So if you want to buy tomatoes or, or cabbages or potatoes, what you do is you just weigh it, and you put the money in a cash box that's not even locked, and then the, 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 uh, the farmer comes around a couple of times and replenishes the produce and, and gets the money, and nobody ever steals it. In this country, they would steal the produce, the cash box, and, and the stand. No, no, no doubt. Look, we're coming to a break. Look, look Flaming Liberal, I, I agree with you, man. I'm about 99% of everything you said, for sure. Look, Bolivia, they decriminalized it. Uh, there's five countries in Europe where they made heroin legal, and the heroin use dropped 50%. The numbers are there. They are telling us and keeping us enslaved with all this BS and telling us, you know, marijuana's killing people when it's not. It, it, it's totally, totally crap. Alcohol killed 88,000 people last year, and I could go buy all the alcohol I want. You listen to Battle of New Orleans Radio, we'll be right back. Did you know that 9-11 was an inside job and that Osama had nothing to do with it? That the Twin Towers were blown apart by a sophisticated arrangement of mini or micro nukes? That Building 7 collapsed seven hours later because of explosives planted in the building? That Barry Jennings was there and heard them go off and felt himself stepping over dead people? The U.S. Geological Survey conducted studies of dust gathered from 35 locations in lower Manhattan and found elements that would not have been there had this not been a nuclear event. Ironically, that means the government's own evidence contradicts the government's official position. 9-11 was brought to us compliments of the CIA, the neocons in the Department of Defense, and the Mossad. Don't let yourself be played. America nuked on 9-11. Hi, this is Gary King, and if you're interested in the book, America Nuked on 9-11, then contact me personally down in New Orleans. The area code is 504-298-6791. Once again, that's 504-298-6791. America Nuked on 9-11. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Battle of New Orleans Radio right here on 990 AM WGSO. Before we take this next call, I was just looking. Um, I, I was I was just reading, you know, a, a deal on Facebook. And, and there's people out there, and, and I don't I don't I, I don't buy this. And some people, you know, do buy this that that believe like Russia is behind, you know, these band of leprechaun internationalists and. You know, here's the deal. Russia was hijacked in 1917 
by these band of uh, uh, global internationalists, they, they weren't Russians. You know, so it's 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 hard for me. And I've said this a billion times. I don't believe these internationalists, if Russia was completely controlled by them or actually controlled these internationalists, they wouldn't allow Russia to be become the largest organic producer. They wouldn't allow them to get rid of the vaccines. They would not allow Russia to promote families. They would not allow Russia to build statues uh, promoting families. They would not allow Russia to do all this and actually pay people to have children because – that's not the the internationalist playbook. They have to suppress you. They have to vaccinate you. They have to feed you genetically engineered trash. So I, I just can't buy that. I don't think. And look, Putin has issued a war and warrant for George Soros. So I just don't buy that garbage. What, what's your take, Payday? What's your take, Goyam? Go ahead, Payday. Well, we know what it is. Anybody that's been paying attention, we can blame Russia for just virtually anything. I mean, that's really all I have to say on that. But regarding the drug uh, situation, you know, uh, if you decriminalize drugs and kill that black market, the banks will suffer greatly. And they can't have that. You know, as it stands today, if I'm not mistaken, last time I checked, more than half of the Americans in jail are there on drug-related offenses. I've seen an article that not to cut you off, but I want to throw this to you real quick one because I I read this this morning. There was – there's – I think it's twice as many. I might be wrong about it, but I believe it. Before Reagan Reagan fully escalated that drug – the drug war we're seeing now, I mean I I think it was – we're talking about a hundred – what was the figure? You know, uh, I mean, today it's like 700 people for every 100,000 are, are in jail. Now it's that's what it is now. Before Reagan escalated it, it was 100. So, you know, the people in jail for nonviolent crimes vis-a-vis drug penalties is just staggering. Yeah. And no, it just shouldn't be. No, no doubt. In, in the There's article... facets to the drug war, as we know, but no, uh, we know it's a sham. No, for sure. In, in the article I was reading this morning, I want, I'm, look, I'm pulling these numbers off my head here. I want to say they said... F- 50 per, there's 50% more people that are arrested for marijuana than violent crimes. So you have a better chance of being arrested for some weed than you are if you go uh, and assault somebody with a baseball bat. Yeah, and, and to think that marijuana is a, is a, is a Schedule A you know, drug, is, it's up there with heroin. And the, and it's, the rest of it's them. got no medicinal use, Pede. It's, it's got no medicinal use. Yeah. It's got no medicinal use. Look, we got we got two calls. Let's take these calls real quick. Let's go to Phil. I know you called back a couple of times, Phil. Sorry to have you waiting, buddy, but we, uh, we didn't have time to take any calls with Dr. Fetzer. But go ahead, Phil. Hey, good evening, brothers and sisters. Listen up. I think it's a great idea to have a meeting every two weeks. As a matter of fact, I think once we get closer to the, our campaign, you know, the election itself, that we should do it once a week. And um, I'm, I'm going to push it out as much as I possibly can. I'm going to talk to my friends and family across the whole city, and I'm going to see if I can get a few of them to come with us sure. to the meetings at 5537 Canal Boulevard. I think, Nathan, that you have a great chance because you're a grassroots campaign person. And to me, you are Nathan the Buccaneer Lawrence. As far as I'm concerned, you are a modern-day descendant of Jean Lafitte. As a matter of fact, I don't think we need less monuments. We need more monuments. We need a monument you know, to Jim Bowie, to David Bowie, to how about Chuck Berry? You know, 
only thing that's going on is what a kid on the Miami's. It's all a big, huge distraction. As a matter of fact, I think everybody out there needs to tweet Donald Trump right now to save the Andrew Jackson statue. He's been talking about it a whole lot lately, and the Robert E. Lee statue. And I can tell you something, brothers and sisters. There's a whole lot that's being hid from us. Ulysses S. Grant was not the same kind of patriot as far as I'm concerned. He was a slave owner, slave owner. Yeah, he was a slave owner and he was a tyrant. It's exactly what he was. Yep. He committed a whole lot of war atrocities yep. against himself that people don't know about because they cover it up and they don't teach history like it should be taught. And I can tell you right now, both Robert E. Lee and Andrew Jackson were great patriots. And that's why I want to take them down because these people are anti-patriots, just like they're anti-Christians. And I can tell you what, I'm going to back you up as much as I possibly can. As a matter of fact, I've made arrangements with both my jobs to be at all further meetings over there at 5537 Canal Boulevard to, you know, you know, you know, let's all brain pull together and work together because they said, we can, we can get you in office and then we can stop this. And then we can just find a way to stop them from taking out down the Rob Lee statue. Then, you know, we got half the battle won. And I can tell you, another way to, to stop them is to stop abortion at any means necessary, get it in the courts, fight as much yeah. as possible we can, because abortion is the worst sin that there is on the planet yeah. Earth today. I can tell you right now that the Bible says for us to uh, turn away from our sins and seek the face of the Lord, and He'll heal our land. And to me, abortion is the number one sin. Yeah. Stop abortion in America, then everything else shall be downhill. And as far as the Robert Lee statue, I had enough of this. That's it. Should that faithful day come, when they're going to take the Robert Lee statue down, then I have at least 30 friends, family, and students, and around 70 females that will videotape this. We're going to go out there, and we're not going to take a punch. We're not going to take up baseball bats and guns and anything like that. But we will physically try to wrestle them. And if they tase us to shoot us, we're going to shoot a hell out of them. All right, we're... Thank you, Phil. We appreciate that, man. Thanks, and, and, th- thanks for the support, Phil. I, I really appreciate it. And, and thanks for getting his name out there for the mayoral race. Yeah, call up WWL, man. Call up Jeff, and yeah, just keep it, plugging it, us because they don't want to. Re- they don't. They don't want to recognize Nathan as a candidate. No, no. I mean, I haven't officially filed the paperwork yet, but but I'm That's going to. I have to pay some New Orleans fines. You know, there's mm-hmm. other candidates can they can they can owe a hundred grand in, in federal taxes, but you know, I can't owe a few hundred bucks. Nathan, you got to get ahead of the uh, the group here. You know, uh, you're going to put your name in the hat this summer, but now's the time, man. Yeah. Because once Torres and all Latoya and all of them put their name in the hat, they got a lot of money behind them. So they, they got a lot of money with no message, no, no, nothing, nothing. You know, nothing that'll resonate. Yeah. No, absolutely not. Let's. My message is we're going to get rid of these damn red light cameras. They're usurping our money. They're usurping our freedom. You can't fight them. It's a bunch of garbage. I'm going to be the only candidate that is going to give you this. And, and it, that's just the beginning. You think Trump, you, you think Trump's giving people a lot, you know, a, a lot of promises and fulfilling a lot of this and draining the swamp. You've seen nothing. You haven't seen truth come out like you've seen if you can get me in office. I thought Trump was going to decrease the, uh, the penalty for not ha- having health care. And uh, I got dropped from my health care plan, and now, Nathan, you were telling me my uh, the penalty went up, actually. Well, it, it, that, that didn't pass, though. Thank God for the Freedom wow. Caucus. So thank God, in my opinion. But look, we got another call. He's been on hold a little bit. Let's go to Paul from the West Bank. Welcome, Paul. Really appreciate it. Go ahead, brother. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, look, man, uh, lots of work to you and all these parents running for mayor. Thank you, Paul. I, I tell you what, we need people like you, you know. You know, sometimes... You, you know, you you don't really have to be a genius. 
No. All you need is common sense, man. Sure. And judgment, good judgment, you know? That's right. And, and you know you know what, Paul? You gotta have common sense. You got you gotta have the wherewithal and understanding to put good people around you. And, right. and and here's the deal. You just gotta have the balls. The problem is we've been we're all betas now. Nobody's alphas anymore. We sit on the couch, we watch yeah. ESP we watch ESPN, we yeah. watch this this dumbed down corporate whore news that is a bunch of a bunch of Operation Mockingbird garbage that's not news. They feed us this crap. You know, they feed us this crap, and it's time. All we got to do is put ourselves in the arena. Get off the couch. If, if you get off the couch and you put yourself in the arena, you know, then stuff starts happening. You know, and, and that's, how we t- that's how we take this country back. That's how we take back New Orleans. That's how we take back Gretna. That's how we take back Tarrytown. Get off the couch and put one foot in front of the other and just start making stuff happen. And don't even think about it. Just do it. Go ahead, Paul. Well, um, I'm in my 60s now. I'll be 65 in October. Young man. I served, I served my country, you know. I Thank was you. in the Air Force years ago. But, you know, I think for about the past, what, at least three and a half, four decades, we've been fighting the war on drugs, man. And how's that, how's that work, Paul? I don't know. I would like to know how much money was thrown away on that. Trillions. It could have been put to good use. Trillions, yeah. Uh, good pro- uh, projects, especially for the elderly people. Now, look, I I, I just got to increase, okay, uh, on my Social Security. $3 a month, man. That's a slap in my face. They, they might as well not even, I mean, because look, they're going to give you $3 and they'll probably take 5 from you because it's going to increase your taxes on it. You'll probably lose yeah, money at that yeah. point. <laughs> yeah. I was telling my neighbor that. I said, now they put me in the higher tax bracket. And we were having to laugh about it, you know? And uh, I want to say something. Yeah. Uh, uh, William Wallace was on last night. Uh-huh. And, uh, well, the Rib was on his show. And we're talking about the monument, you know. Mm-hmm. He wants to see him pull down, crushed, and melted down, and put in the middle of the Mississippi River. Wow! Well, you and know, he knocked the hell out of General Lee Lee too, and General Beauregard. Now let me tell you. Let me tell you. I'll, I'll never forget Sherman when he was making this march when he crossed the Mason Dixon line and came into the South. He was burning cities down as he was coming more and more down south. And look at what happened to the city of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. But he says, burn it down. Am I right or wrong? Yep. Right. You see what I'm saying? So, I mean, yeah, he's got his view. I like to know where he's getting his information from, man. Yeah. I mean, look, he. I know he gets it from the Washington Post. That's what he, the Washington Compost. Uh, let, me, let me tell you something. When Sherman did that, you know, and and he had to do this. A lot of innocent people had to die. You know. Yep. It, well, pa- you must have had a lot of a lot of women and children that died. Well, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Well, Paul, Paul, here's the thing. What about the tens and tens of thousands of Confederate soldiers that were starved to death, that were tortured? And that were killed. There was over 10,000 just in Illinois. BJ, what's the name of the town? Alton? Alton, Alton Illinois. That, that, that's where yeah, the one, the, the right. one prison yeah, camp was yeah. at. So, yeah. so nobody, including Flaming Liberal or, or James from Mattery, 
ever talk about the atrocities that these Southerners suffered. Okay, these weren't treasonous bastards. In in, in our own Bill of Rights and Constitution, in the Declara- I mean, excuse me, the Declaration of Independence, it says we have the right to to secede. And 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 we and they had their boots on our neck. They was trying to. Right. They, they had tariffs. They was implementing. I mean, they That's were right. doing some tyrannical stuff. Sure, sure they were. That was the second revolution. It wasn't out, a civil man. war. Go, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, well, uh, let's see. <laughs> I just uh, had this thought on my mind. You know that uh, Robert E. Lee actually. If my memory serves me right, when I was uh, learning history as a young child in school, that Abraham Lincoln didn't want Ulysses as, as grand as, as the commander in chief of the Union forces. He wanted Robert E. Lee. Yep. And they- Robert E. Lee, the reason why Lee wouldn't uh, uh, go along with that, because Robert E. Lee was from the state of Virginia. Yep. He was a southerner. Yep. No, no, absolutely. He was one of the greatest generals ever. So, no, really, no if my if my memory serves me right, he had the highest grade ever at West Point. Yep. And I think that he has not ever been surpassed by any student in West Point since then. Nope. And up to now. Nope. Nope. Look, Paul, great call, man. It's, I've enjoyed talking with you. Please call back next week. Uh, I, I look. I look forward to hearing you on Jeff's show tomorrow. We're coming to a hard break. Battle of New Orleans Radio. Look, please support us. Please support our sponsors. Go sub- hit that subscribe button on that uh, on the YouTube Battle Nola Radio. And listen, we're getting bumper stickers in next week for Nathan Lawrence since uh, mayoral race. So if you want a sticker, either let us know, call us up, and we'll get your address and mail you out a sticker. So Paul, if you're interested in putting that on your car, that's what we need. We need our listeners to get behind this train and get it rolling. Look, look, that's Payday Monsanto in the background talking about $2.3 trillion come up missing. What about the almost $11 trillion that vanished from the Pentagon the last 15 years? So Trump's $54 billion he's going to add to the defense budget. It won't matter because $11 trillion vanished. Battle of New Orleans Radio will be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Battle of New Orleans Radio right here on 990 AM WGSO in the heart of the Crescent City. I just want to thank... You know, uh, uh, 990, I want to thank Jeff Cruer. I want to thank our general manager and everybody that allows us to do this show because we couldn't do it on any other station in New Orleans. Look, I'm running for mayor. I've caught a lot of heat. I've caught a lot of heat with my wife. I've caught a lot of heat from, you know, various angles. Um, but my wife's going to support me. So... I'm, it's full steam ahead. Got to be a thousand miles an hour, and I want to get your take on this payday and, and Goyim because we see Trump. Trump's messing up because he took his foot off the pedal. It's got to be a thousand miles an hour. Office. You can't never take your foot off the gas because soon as these damn tyrants see or smell an opening, they're coming in with knives, swords, shanks. And they're going to do everything they can. So it's got to be a thousand miles an hour. You know my take, gentlemen, and I'll be brief in the remaining short minutes that we have. You know, Trump was surrounded by the shadow swamp. And unless there's a method to his madness, you know, there might be a method to his madness. But otherwise, you know, he the the shadow swamp swooped in on him. Yeah. And uh, he was overwhelmed, I believe. But, you know, you never know. 
No, no, for sure, for sure. But you know, it's I have to use what Trump his his what he did great and the shortcomings that we're seeing now. Not necessarily all on him, but just like you said, the shadow swamp, and just use that and show and just look. Never take your foot off the pedal. It's got to be like Trump. The day he got in, he should have arrested Hillary Clinton. And, and like we were saying, he, he gave you he gave people that model. Right. And, and you're, and you're going to take advantage of that, and you already have. You know what I mean? Because you're not a stuffed suit, Nathan. You're, you're somebody of substance who actually legitimately, genuinely cares about this city and has seen it, has seen the decline in, in, in you know, X number of years or whatever. And you see the, uh, the exploitation from these internationalists. So... You're not one of these stuffed suits trying to get their pockets lined. No. You're coming as a blue collar, you know, for the people. And like you said, you inspired a line of mine in the, in the, in the thing Chameleons I put up. You know, if I'm mayor, I'm not going to be the mayor. I'll let the people be the mayor in, in whatever permutation I said it. But that's, you know, that's where I, where I see you. That's where I, where I commend you no. for your uh, run. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. That's right. Well, it's- Go ahead. Among many other things, but you know that in particular. Thank you. I appreciate that. Look, it's not about me. It's not about, you know, any of us here doing this radio show. It's about the people of New Orleans. It's about taking the city back from the, these, these gaggle of whores that, that have usurped us, these internationalists and, and, you know, this agenda 21 fake ass sustainable, uh, sustainability model that they've given us. It's not sustainable. They're making the humans unsustainable in this plan and program and so we have to take it back and give it back to the people it's got to be new orleans first new orleans second and new orleans third not the un not uh the resiliency city uh program which come from the rockefeller foundation um we can't be of Walter Isaacson in the the uh Aspen Institute he which runs, is, he runs Thomas Picayune now are you some kind of nationalist? I am a uber nationalist, and I am an uber localist. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know if that makes Nola sense. till he dies. You know, that's, and, and, that's, that's the new one. Are you some kind of localist? That's it, localist. bro. I'm an uber localist. He a locust. That's what they call him. No, but you know, one thing that strikes me, and we don't have much time, but, you know, the the um, other hosts on these this channel, you know, they, they've been on Jeff Carrera's show. They don't want to even acknowledge him. I've called up to Jeff's show. You know, Mitch Gibbs, some Ladowski, and some of these other people. Some may acknowledge him. Maybe they're scared of him. I don't know. But and that, no, that like- follows. That's right. That dovetails with Trump derangement syndrome. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They don't want to acknowledge it, but they're just whistling past the graveyard. They won't even say his name, Payday. They won't even say his name. They're scared to say no. it. Come reality. Say it three times. Click your heels. We got one minute left, Nathan. Finish it up. Payday, finish it up. Look, man, I'm going to launch a website soon. It's going to be NathanFanola.com. So look, this is what it is. Localist. Localist. I gotta be an Uber I'm localist. To YouTube soon. It's gonna be NathanFamilia.com. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there you go, bro. All right, go ahead. What y'all got? Y'all, y'all, y'all bring us out. Go ahead, Payday. No, man, that's that's really it. I, I wanted to get that through. I'm gonna. I've, I've been working on a YouTube, and, and we have to get a couple other things set up. But you know, uh, I've been working on the the actual URL. What, you know, Nathan for Mayor. Uh, you know, uh, YouTube, and we need our listeners to spread the word. Nathan Lawrence and for mayor, if you need, if you want a bumper sticker, we're going to have them in studio next week. Shirts will be coming. Soon. Call us up. We're going to mail them out to you guys. Put them on your car. Yeah. Get the word out. Y'all are going to be the mayor, not me. Citizens first, citizens second, citizens third. One term, and I'm done.
Battle of New Orleans Radio. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel, Battle of Nola Radio. We're out. See y'all next week. Tony Green in studio.